Hi, this is Colin McCallan with the Is This Legal podcast. We hope you're enjoying our show. Please help us out by taking a moment to leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts or to subscribe. Thank you. Welcome to Is This Legal? Here are your hosts, attorneys Colin McCallan and Russell Hebbets. Hello, hello, everyone out there in podcast land. My name is Russell Hebbets, and I'm here with my partner, Colin McCallan. Hello. And we are here with another episode of Is This Legal? Today, we're going to be talking about marijuana. Now, Colorado legalized marijuana back in 2014. We're here in 2019. And in the past roughly five years, we've done a couple podcasts on marijuana, including a fan favorite, is it legal to drive while high on marijuana? Um, if you want to know the answer to that, by the way, you're going to have to go listen to our other podcast. <laughs> we're, we're not, we're not going to give anything away. Yeah, in fact, don't stop there. It's a, heck, it's a great cliffhanger. You need to go back and check that one out. That, that is one of our most, most viewed, most listened to podcasts, and it's a good one. Yeah. So, so today we're going to kind of delve a little deeper into some other issues, some things that come up really often in our office and the first one that we're going to talk about, which comes up all the time, is, is it legal, Colin, to mail marijuana from Colorado to your aunt, your uncle, your brother, your sister, your best man at your wedding, your maid of honor at your wedding? Well, like most things, it's totally legal unless you get caught. Yeah, <laughs> that is not true. Don't listen to them. <laughs> uh, that's another way of saying it's illegal. Um, and, you know, here we are five years after legalization. Um, and, you know, we were once in a very unique spot here in Colorado. We were the first to go legal, along with our friends up in Washington. Um, and, you know, this this is now a movement that's moving across the country. Um, but... There are still plenty of marijuana offenses and plenty of marijuana criminal enforcement when we're talking about certain things. So when it comes to mailing weed in the mail, we we do see this all the time, like Russ said. And what we see happening are people who are purchasing marijuana legally here in Colorado, uh, usually large quantities, and they are shipping it to other places in the country where it's maybe more criminalized or it might be illegal and and there it turns out there's a big uh, markup for that yes so. and you know they I mean it's amazing how this is done uh, people put uh, marijuana in coffee grounds they they hide it in computer towers thinking that hollowed out computer towers just in case um, the postal inspectors can't x-ray the package they do this in a number of ways but it is still very much illegal and it, it is still actually a fairly high priority for law enforcement both at the local and federal level. Right, and that and that bears diving into a little deeper because if you're talking about sending contraband, and remember, marijuana is completely illegal federally. federally right. There's there's no legalization, there's no decriminalization. And if you're talking about sending something contraband like marijuana over state lines, that gives the federal government jurisdiction over that. So you're talking about a federal offense once you talk about mailing or driving or flying or however you want to get the weed from one state to another. And and frankly, that's true even if it's going from a legal state to a legal state. Right. It's taken so seriously too because um, a lot of states where marijuana is not legal, they have 
very vocally said, we do not want this in our state. Right. We do not want the kind of bleed over effect um, that legal states have with their neighboring states where it's illegal. And the federal government says, you know what? You're right. We got your back. We're, we don't like it either. Um, and we are going to continue to crack down on this. And, and that's it's the stigma has worn off a little bit. It's not even stigma, but neighboring states from Colorado, when we went legal, they were just pissed. They, yep. they were setting Nebraska, up. Nebraska, Oklahoma. Kansas. They were pulling over everybody with Colorado right. plates. <laughs> if you had Colorado plates and you were coming from Colorado, if you were exiting Colorado, there was a really high chance yeah. you were getting stopped because they were just all over it like white on rice. Mm-hmm. But So here's what we're seeing. Here's, here's a clear example that we've had this generic case multiple times. Someone goes into the post office and they have a package of marijuana or marijuana concentrate or marijuana edibles could be any of the above and they're walking in line and they get to the front of the line and they get tapped on the shoulder and who's tapping them colin usually it it could be a police officer or it could be a postal inspector um in cases we've seen it's someone it's a postal inspector and they they basically tell the person, you know what? We think that you're about to mail some weed. We want to take a look at your package. And uh, if you consent to us looking at the package, we will charge you, but we're going to charge you at the state or local municipality level. If you refuse to open the package and we find something that shouldn't be in there, we're going to charge you federally. It's a big hammer that they're holding over these people's heads because there's a huge difference between a state or local marijuana charge, especially in some place where it's legal like Colorado for a relatively small amount versus a federal charge of shipping marijuana over state lines. And you know, in that scenario, and we've had, like we said, we've had multiple cases like these. If, if that happened to me or you, or anyone who knows their rights and knows the law, you absolutely are not agreeing to that. You're not going to consent to that search. That, see, that's what they are counting on um, with that threat. See, because here's here's where we're going to get into the law now. The Fourth Amendment of the United States Constitution. God provides, bless it. Yep. God bless it. It uh, provides uh, protection against unreasonable searches and seizures. If you're walking into a pa- into a post office with a package. Um, an officer is going to need probable cause that you are committing a crime or that you are about to commit a crime in order for them in order for them to look at the package. They need to get a warrant. Yeah, in other yeah, words. yeah, right. Probable to, cause alone, they can't even make that determination. Yeah, this, like, a judge has to sign off on a search warrant right. with probable cause that would allow the feds to open that package. Because you absolutely have a privacy right in that package. Exactly. Now, of course, we know that. But Johnny Stoner, who's showing up to the post office with this package of weed, definitely doesn't know that. And I think in every the case, every case that we've seen this, they end up opening the package and saying, "Here you go." <laughs> every single case we have seen, right. they have said, "Well, hell, I don't want to be charged federally. Go ahead and open it, and you can find, you know, my ounce of weed that I was sending to my college roommate." Right. And, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, I had one guy who was sending a, a marijuana chocolate bar to his father who was going through cancer treatment. The, the point is, is that these people are essentially consenting. They're waiving their Fourth Amendment right, uh, kind of doubling down on less charges in the future. 
Um, but, you know, the reality is, is that the feds would need probable cause to open that package. And, you know, I think there's a fair amount of profiling here. I mean, I think they're looking for a certain type of person who walks into the, into the uh, post office. I mean, I, I gave the example of Johnny Stoner, uh, you know, someone who might like have like a marijuana leaf uh, <laughs> patch on his backpack or he looks well, that, like dreadlocks. I don't know. So, th- so that's the easy call. But right. they're, they're even more like they're, they're being smart about it, right, as to first location. They are targeting post offices where there has been right. known mailings of marijuana. Exactly. So they know there's drugs going through that post office. Yeah. Then they're generally looking for younger people. Yep. And then they're looking for telltale signs that can actually give them probable cause or at least reasonable suspicion to like say go get a canine search yep. to have a dog sniff. You know, like bags of Cheetos, reggae music, <laughs> uh, you know dreadlocks, help, right? Yeah, you know. No, but in in all in all seriousness, it's things like is the package taped on the seams? Right. Right? Because that'll that'll smother any odor. Are they going to be mailed express where you can track it and the drugs are going to get there quickly? Are the labels handwritten? Are they, are they fictitious recipients or fictitious addresses on the return mailings? Because they can check all these things. So if you actually mail weed or drugs and then it goes into the system, like they can look at the package. They can look at where it's going. They can look at where it came from. And is it coming from a high crime area, mm-hmm. high drug, a known drug area? And if enough of these boxes are ticked, then they can actually have reasonable suspicion to delay the package just for a little while, long enough to get a canine sniff. Right. Then what happens if a canine sniff alerts? Well, that that could amount to probable cause at that point where they can where they can search the package right um but again they still need a judicial order for that i mean they still have to make that probable cause finding um that has to be supported by a judicial officer but they don't want to do that which is why they're they strong which, which is actually exactly and it's pretty smart on it's the smart. part of uh, the law enforcement because so far i don't think we've had anybody who said you know what i'm not opening the package right um, Right. I'm which, walking out of here. Which would be a really great suppression issue for us. I'd right. love to have. If anyone has that case out there, <laughs> if anyone's listening, come see us. Um, a quick funny story about uh, sending something through the mail. If you got a second here. I have a second. Okay. So uh, this doesn't have to do with drugs through the mail. But uh, a few years ago, we represented a woman. We're going to change her name. We're going to call her Jenny. And uh, Jenny did not get along with her stepmother at all. Uh, they did not like each other. I can't they believe that. Long, long-standing uh, feud between them. And Mother's Day uh, came around one particular year, and Jenny decided that she would pen this really long letter to uh, her stepmom, um, and uh, she signed off on it saying, you know, I uh, just wanted to sign this letter by letting you know what I think of you. What was it? Was it a mug that said world's greatest mom? It, it was not. Uh, Jenny, as a postscript, included a piece of feces uh, accompanied through the mail. From a dog. From a dog, yes. Um, and that, so, pre- that present stinks. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, the mother, uh, the stepmother uh, received the package, uh, was not amused, alerted the postal inspector. And the postal inspector actually launched a formal investigation, um, investigating whether or not Jenny uh, sent hazardous materials through the United States Postal that, Service, which, by the way, is a serious 
federal crime. <laughs> it's a federal crime. <laughs> so uh, poor Jenny came to see us uh, after her little plan um, went awry. And uh, uh, fortunately, I got a hold of the postal inspector uh, who was handling the case, and he turned out to be a pretty funny guy. And he told me, you know what, uh, this case is just a big piece of shit. And uh, I think we're just going to put it right down the toilet. And, uh, you know, I just don't want to deal with any of these crappy cases anymore. It, it does sound like a crappy case. <laughs> so so uh, be, I think the, the point of all this is be careful what you're sending through the mail. Is to your stepmom. That, exactly. Yes. Um, so, 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 so that's one area where, you know, Really, everybody in law enforcement is still battening down the hatches when it comes to marijuana enforcement. And, and there are some areas where law enforcement in Colorado, specifically in a legal state, still cares about enforcement. That's and right. it's it's things like this. It's things like something that's called looping. So looping. So let me back up. So in Colorado, you can have uh, recreational a buy of marijuana and that amount is one ounce and then you have recreation or i'm sorry medical holders who have a higher limit yeah that can vary i mean you can you can have up to 75 plants right. um and generally in your if you're a medical patient and you get an extended plant count recommendation from your doctor and an extended buy amount so That's you right. can generally buy two ounces um and so and it's cheaper at that point so what you find, what people are doing or have done in the past is they've done what's called looping, which is the dispensary is not supposed to allow this, but they allow people to go in and let's say I'm a medical card holder. I go in, I buy two ounces, I leave, and that's all you're supposed to be allowed to buy for, for the that day, day. For the day, exactly. But I turn around, I drop it in my car, I come back 10 minutes later, I buy another two ounces and another two ounces and another two ounces. And then people take this marijuana, which is at a discounted rate because it's medical. They take it out of state to either a state that prohibits marijuana entirely or one where it's more expensive and they sell it for a profit. That's right. And what's interesting here is there's two parties to this transaction, right? We've got the person who's going in repeatedly and exceeding their daily limit by purchasing at the same dispensary more than once, but also the bud tender, that's what we call him here in Colorado, the guy uh, slinging the weed uh, in the back, if he knows that the person was, was in earlier that day and knowingly sells more marijuana beyond that quota, that person is, guess what? That can, person can be charged with possession of marijuana with intent to distribute, which is a felony. Which is a felony here, regardless of the legalization. And by the way, as an aside, I don't think you could have a more perfect name than Bud Tender. <laughs> Since John, I what just, if your name was actually Bud Tender? Like last name Tender? Bud, Bud yeah, Tender, the yeah, Bud Tender. Exactly. I mean, I don't think you would have a choice. You'd have to be you, a Bud like, Tender. You know what you're doing you'd, for you'd the rest of like, your life. You'd be like the most famous Bud Tender ever. ever. <laughs> like you'd be making tons of tips. Um, exactly. So one other thing too, even though there is a regulation that uh, prohibits your ability to buy a certain amount from one dispensary per day, there's nothing preventing you from going to just 20 different dispensaries in a day and hitting them up. There, there really isn't. And, there, and, the, and the, 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 the MED, the Marijuana Enforcement Division in Colorado, is not looking for those. They're not looking for those. However, if they were looking for those and they found them, you'd be in trouble. Yes. They would, they would still charge you. It's still a crime. Um, anyone out there listening, 
don't, don't do that. Don't, right. Don't, don't do that. We're not advising you to loop. Right. So let's talk about some other areas uh, where uh, we're still seeing law enforcement really care about weed cases. Um, interestingly enough, in Colorado, and I'm sure this is happening in other states where marijuana is legal. There's 11 of them. We'll talk about that later. But um, we are seeing smaller municipalities craft more uh, tighter restrictions on the growing and possession of marijuana. Uh, for example, we have a municipality here in Colorado called Commerce City. And what Commerce City does is they decided to create a whole host of zoning regulations that prohibit you from growing marijuana in your home uh, in copious amounts. For example, a lot of these grows are diverting power uh, from the power company in order to mask their monthly usage of, of power because these grows take an incredible amount of power. It's a lot of grow lights. Yeah. And so what the instead of actually targeting the marijuana grow, what Commerce City is saying is, okay, if you divert power when uh, we find out about it, you're going to be charged a $1,000 fine for every day uh, that you don't correct the problem uh, until you fix it. And so they're basically going after the, the, the pockets of these growers in order to stop them to start growing. <laughs> Stop! Stop them! From stop the growth. Yeah, yeah, to exactly. stop the growth, and it's 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 a nice way to uh, plump up the coffers of Commerce City. <laughs> exactly. You know, and and it's it's pretty effective, right? It, it, absolutely. I, I mean, we're talking about potentially thousands and thousands of dollars in fines. Um, I mean, and, tens, and this, hundreds, this has nothing to do with a criminal violation here. Right. So this isn't the uh, municipality, you know, invoking, I guess, implicating someone's Fourth, Fifth Amendment rights, charging them with a crime. They're just going after a zoning regulation, which is much harder to defend against. Right, exactly. That's relevant because you don't have the requirement of being proven beyond a reasonable exactly. doubt. If it's exactly. not criminal, it's just a, it's a civil issue. Yeah, you don't even get a jury trial on this. Yeah, you don't have a... You have to fight the Commerce uh, City hearing board and right. guess who they're going to side with. <laughs> right. Not you. Right, so it's so it's a clever way of handling it. And different municipalities are doing this to different degrees, like Aurora, which is just outside of Denver, um, is filing these as zoning violations, but as criminal zoning violations. Yeah, and they're wanting people to go to jail on this. Yeah, yeah. And, and here's a quick double jeopardy uh shout out oh, by, by the way yeah if you have not listened to our double jeopardy podcast you should stop right now what are you doing with your life I if mean, you haven't done that yet i mean turn around <laughs> park if you haven't stopped everything and listened to all of our podcasts really i, I i'm questioning all of your life decisions right <laughs> just now. just put your phone on airplane mode Tell the wife and kids or the hubby and kids that you're going to be unavailable for the next, <laughs> let's say, 48 hours. But we have a podcast out there on Je the Double Jeopardy, which, of course, in, it means that you can't be charged multiple times for the same crime. This is a good exception, though, because um, here's what can happen. The city of Aurora can cite you with a zoning violation that, that could be criminal in nature. But Arapahoe County, which in encompasses Aurora can also charge you with a felony if you are growing in violation of state law. So you could have two separate uh, criminal actions against you for the exact same conduct, and double jeopardy does not apply. Right. It's different elements. Yep, one exactly. is one different has crimes. That's diff right. Yeah, one has zoning elements, and one does not. And double jeopardy does not attach. So another thing that we're actually seeing is we're seeing um, 
foreign nationals, a lot from Asia, um, but we're seeing foreign nationals coming into Colorado, gaining citizenship. Well, some are, um, a lot are. And then they're setting up marijuana grow houses. They're basically buying real estate and growing marijuana in them in like quiet residential areas. Right, right. So like the house in the middle of the block that has the unkempt yard. Right, where no one seems to be coming or going. Um, and there seems to have a, an inordinate uh, heating bill uh, every month. That's <laughs> for, like five times the average of the neighborhood. And for some reason, the uh, basement windows are all boarded. And for some reason, everything smells like weed. <laughs> They're also, as you can see, a lot of them are getting busted. <laughs> right. So so a lot of these guys are getting busted. But uh, what's going on here is we're seeing international uh, trafficking. We're seeing, we are seeing uh, international folks come here, set up residency, um, and, you know, in, 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 in legitimate ways. And, and they are sending the weed uh, back to wherever they're coming from. Right. Oftentimes they don't even speak English. Yeah. Um, and w- when you, but if you ask them, if you ask them, hey, what are you doing with these 400 plants that you're growing? They'll say, oh, I have sciatica. Right. I have, I have, I need a lot of, a lot. And I, when I say a lot, I mean a lot <laughs> of weed to take care of this this pain. And and so that's still happening. So those are really the big areas where we are still seeing a lot of enforcement. But however, certainly, Russ, you would agree with me that we have definitely seen a public shift in opinion about marijuana. And we are seeing like the, the small petty guys who are just getting caught with maybe a little bit more weed than they're supposed to have. You know, a lot of those guys aren't even getting charged anymore. No, it's it's a great thing because the the criminal justice system, the jails, used to be really clogged with minor possessions, and um, yeah, that just doesn't happen anymore. And you're seeing that shift that you're talking about, not just locally, not just statewide, but nationally. Um, Here's where we are nationally, guys. Um, so in 2016, there were just two states that were legal, Colorado and Washington. In 2019, now we are up to 11 states where uh, marijuana is fully legal. Um, it is either decriminalized or medical use is allowed in 40 states. So there's only 10 states left in the country where marijuana is completely illegal. And let's not forget our friendly neighbors up north. Yeah, Canada, right. Canada the Nuxer, re- recently. Uh, um, the Nucks are green these days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, recreation is legal now in Canada. Now, um, it's it's treated differently. I believe it's treated differently based on which which uh, province you're in. But it's, it's... I'm not sure about that. I thought uh, Trudeau, Trudeau just made it well, legal. Well, it, it is board. legal across the board, but it's treated differently as far as how dispensaries are set up. Oh, like, sure. Like, for example... Ontario somehow managed to lose 42 or 52 million dollars, <laughs> which I don't know how that happened because Colorado has, I mean, the the tax revenue from marijuana in Colorado has been off the charts. Well, and I'm telling you, I think, I mean, the green rush is still ongoing. I mean, I think that even in some of the states where marijuana is illegal, I guarantee you in every one of those states, there is a grassroots movement that is trying to push the needle the other way. How, how could there not? A, gra- a grassroots movement, you say? <laughs> The grassroots, yeah, they, 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 they pick the grass and then they smoke it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and, and 
I think, Russ, you, uh, why don't we talk about what just happened this week? This, this week, is a pretty big deal. This week in U.S. Congress, U.S. House of Representatives just this week passed the Secure and Fair Enforcement Banking Act, also known as the SAFE Act. This is an act that just passed and it relates to marijuana and banking because up until, well, still right now because it hasn't gone to the Senate yet and the president hasn't signed it in law, but um, right now marijuana is still illegal federally and that includes a prohibition on federally insured banks to be engaged in the marijuana industry at all. So you cannot, you still cannot put money into a bank right. if you are the owner of a dispensary. What this you act- can't, You can't get a loan you from can't, you can't get Chase a loan. or JP Morgan you, saying, hey, I want to open up a dispensary, I need a $500,000 loan. You can't, you can't, it, you can't have gonna a bank change account. That. This is gonna change that. You can't have someone come in and say, I don't have any cash. I'd like to buy some medical marijuana. Here's my credit card. Sorry. Right. You can't take a credit card. Right. So what that does is that just has a ton of cash mm-hmm. on hand, which is a huge safety and, and, issue. And, and this, I think, is where the green floodgates are essentially going to go open for the rest of the country. Because now that big money can back this industry... I not yet. It, not yet. Assuming, this, assuming this law passes, right. uh, which I guess it, it hasn't passed yet. But if, if this law passes, I think at this point, this is going to be all about money and oh, all yeah. about revenue. And, and the states who currently are missing out on that revenue are going to jump all in. That's, yeah. that's my prediction. I, I think that's probably right. You already have big beverage companies that are investing um, you know, Anheuser-Busch, um, big, big companies, big players, big tobacco is oh, investing. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of, of big, big players who want to get into it, who have been maybe a little scared because of the prohibition um, against the financing. But this this would this would change that completely. And so it's we'll see if it goes to the Senate, if it um, passes and it gets signed into law. I mean, it had significant bipartisan support. It, it passed the House 321 to 103 with 91 Republicans joining with the Democratic caucus. I think there was one Democrat who voted no, but... Um, I wonder pretty, who that guy was. Yeah, you know, I read it and I don't even know. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I think, though, you know... I, the, the whole point is, is you know, the last five years have been very interesting to watch how this all plays out. But is, 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 is bills like this get brought up on like the floors of Congress? I mean, really, the stigma surrounding marijuana has really eroded over the last few years. And, you know, I, I mean, we see this anecdotally. I was talking to a prosecutor in Denver recently who said that, you know what, they still they, they are getting not guilty verdicts in cases where they have a person dead to rights on a marijuana violation. And it's because we're talking about a substance that is vastly legal. And so a lot of people are still having problems with wanting to criminalize behavior that is essentially legal, certainly as it is in here here in Colorado. Right. So that's where the trend is going, I think. Uh, but we definitely felt like we needed to kind of check in and uh, with our perspective on this, and, and who knows uh, where we're going to be in another five years. Uh, I mean, right. The the way it's going, where we're going to be in another five years is really really it's, high. It's le- <laughs> we're going to do a. Do, 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 
going to do a, a stoned episode of <laughs> Is This Legal? <laughs> Call in with your questions now. <laughs> uh, Russ, you got anything else? I do not. Be safe, everyone out there, and thank you for listening. If you have anything, we are always looking for podcast topics. We're always looking for comments. Um, anything you would like to do, just shout us out at our Twitter handle, Is This Legal Pod? And uh, you can also find us on Facebook at Habits McCallum. Subscribe, uh, give us a five star review if you can, and uh, smoke them if you got them. Take care, guys. You've been listening to Is This Legal? See you next time.